the next lyric that I thought was interesting that I actually enjoyed is I want you to park that big Mack truck right in this little garage. That was my favorite. I was in the kitchen and I was like, let me sit down. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I was just like, you are saying what every woman has been thinking. Welcome to Ellen the Great Podcast. I'm Ellen Wanjiro and I am conquering the unknown one episode at a time. I'm joined by... Lena Mwangi and Teresa Waiguchu and surprise guest Angie, aka Nemo in the house. Hi, ladies. Hi. Hi. <laughs> now, Lena and Teresa, their names may sound familiar, and that's because they have both been guests on my podcast. Lena was on episode three, Learning Lena, and we talked about her travels across the continent of Africa. And Teresa was on episode eight. We talked about the abuse of power by Black men in high-powered positions. So you're going to want to circle back and listen to both episodes for more context on who and why they are. They're pretty special. So we decided (laughs) to unite from separate corners of the world, D.C., New York, Nairobi, in true bougie ratchet behavior on this good Sunday to discuss the WAP video, which dropped on Friday, August 7th. And today's Sunday the, the 9th. I have 52 million views oh, yeah. oh, my on YouTube. Two days ago. You know what? You're welcome. Yeah. Dang wow. We're not surprised. So let's go around the virtual table and share our initial reactions. Let's start with you, Lena. What, what, what did you think when you first saw it? Nah, so my first reaction was like, you know, it gets your head bopping. The video was, I liked the video. I thought the video was popping. Um, but yeah, the lyrics, they got me. <laughs> it was like, it got, it got real. And I was like, damn, I started feeling kind of guilty listening to it. But at the same time, it was just like, it was kind of a banger. So, you know, that's kind of how I felt about it. What about you, T? So I thought it was actually pretty crazy so I was just like at first when I first heard it I was like oh oh it's like you never know what you're gonna expect right like it starts off as like you're going into like this gated place and then there's a immediately there's a statue water coming out of the titties and I was like oh okay not sure what to expect but all right and then when it said there's some hoes in this house I was like wait let me <laughs> let me gather my edges real quick hold on right. there seem because that that's that song when it starts there's some holes in this house. that's the song that always started it so for them to start the intro off with that <laughs> this and then the colors and that sideways almost like an alice in wonderland meets baps mm-hmm that's what I, I got know, from that. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland meets Baps, right? The sideways mm-hmm. house, kind of different rooms. And it was different because it was done before. We've seen that done before with uh, Beyonce and Haunted. Mm-hmm. When they went into the mansion and there were different rooms. And it was like like explicit stuff going on. But that's like right. it was still Beyonce vibe. So it wasn't like too explicit. But then now we see it and I'm like, okay. Oh, Okay, so for me, I was sold the minute the beat dropped and there's some hoes in this house came in. I knew I was going to love it because I'm a fan of the original. That was a sample from Frank Ski. And that was a huge Jersey hit um, back in the day. So that brought back a ton of memories. 
And the fact that they have that sample playing throughout the whole track is just like, come on. That was dope. The visuals, pretty much everything you both said, the visuals were dope. The track is dope. The colors, the choreography, the craziness, the cameos, the ratchetness, the snakes. My God, it was, it was a lot going on. So I was both clutching my pearls and also twerking. And right. so that's, that's just the mood throughout. <laughs> But I love it. I love it. But it's it's hugely controversial. I'm not sure why. Angie, what what did you think when you first heard it? To me, like if anybody's gonna do this kind of video, they're the perfect duo for it. Like Cardi B and Mega Stallion are they're ratchet, they're nasty, they're fun, they're beautiful. I like the video. Um, just like everybody else said, the the visuals alone are like captivating me. Like I've been sitting here stuck part with my mouth wide open, like, God damn. Like they did that. The snake, like you said, the tiger scene, just everything about it. It's it's a uh, savage, classy, bougie, mm-hmm. ratchet, everything nasty. <laughs> it's everything we that. like. Everything it's, we it's think, but we don't want to say. But we don't want to say out loud. It's a feminist right. like dream and nightmare almost. <laughs> Explain that. Because like I feel like we're always talking about like you know this is ours. This is this is ours. This is my pussy. And I can do what I want. Like, I right. don't belong to one man. I can belong to five. Or they belong to me. But hey. I feel like it's one thing to have this, like, thought and, like, yeah, yeah. And then when you finally hear it and see it in person, it's like, oh, I mean, okay, so, yeah, um, we thought that. But, like, maybe this might be too much. It might be a little too much. And it's like, because, you know, when Black women do something, we do it like a thousand percent. We just do it all the way. So I feel like we've always been seen as like sexual beings throughout history. So for us to kind of like take that back and kind of empower other women, I think that was like a beautiful thing. And so what Angie said, I can't think of two people that would have been able to do it like Cardi and Meg, because they both started off their careers with listen I like sex I enjoy it very raunchy I love it you know and yes I have a man and we enjoy sex and Meg is just like I don't have a man but you know what I'm focused on being me making my coins going to school doing what I need to do but that just doesn't mean like because I'm a woman I can't enjoy sex like Amanda right because she always said that her inspiration was Pimp C and we know how raunchy Pimp C was yep so like for her to take that spin it market it and still do it in the classiest way because when I think of Meg Thee Stallion I'm not thinking of a hoe over there I'm thinking like that's just Meg Thee Stallion and she's a bad bitch now you, right. you, you bring up a good point I'm going to piggyback what you said and you know men have been over sexualizing and hyper sexualizing us for years so I feel like you know we're taking back that power and making it our own now And I think it's funny how everyone is just like in shock or, you know, embarrassed or they can't believe that women are these, are that graphic. But I I don't see anything wrong with it, right? If you own your shit, you have the right to free speech and uh, the right to express yourself however you want. But on the flip side, there is a gang of people that feel the complete opposite. Now, Lena, when we first started talking about this on our DM chat, you low-key freaked out in the sense where you were like, oh my God, young girls, what are they going to think? Where, what, what were you thinking um, about that in that moment? Yo, them lyrics. Like, <laughs> right. 
like it's the, it's it's not even like to me it's the video says a lot like but i think we've had that level of representation in a video before lil kim foxy yes. you know like it's it's been done before right so that to me the videography it's there it didn't bother me as much but it was just like for me personally anytime i hear a rapper just or anyone go off like that it's kind of like yo man hide your kids bro <laughs> cover their ears. It's only because like TikTok, for instance, like this is going to bring off, it's probably ringing off already. Oh, yeah. People are talking all over the place. Kids have access to this. Like there's no censorship out there for some of that stuff. So that's kind of where I was coming from. But as a hip hop fan, I mean, I love Cardi and Meg too. Like I said, you know, back from Uchi Wally, back from Luke, like you even said it before, it's been done. So one can appreciate like how we do own our sexuality in different ways, like Teresa was saying. But I mean, I was just like, damn, cover the ears. This is going to be on the radio, bruh. <laughs> so can I just say a point? Okay, so I totally understand what you're saying, but are we going to hide our children from the president, the current president of the United States who said grab them by the pussy? Damn, and wasn't doing it for entertainment right and entertainment value you know like because and the only reason why I say that now is because there was a former um Republican uh candidate who came out and made a whole video slandering Bacardi and Meg the Stallion calling them disgusting women and all of the you know all of these things right so, and especially for me, it was, I'm like, okay, so we've seen this before, white woman calling black women disgusting is not new, right? But when you're not directing that same energy to the Jeffrey Epsteins of the world, you know, how many people we know in Hollywood have honestly allowed this to happen, allowed, you know, men to continue to sexualize not only women, but young girls, Right. And then for us to then turn around and say, but you can't put, you know, these lyrics are terrible for, you know, kids watching them. And they can, these kids can Google the president of the United States saying, grab them by the pussy and Google any of these government transcripts showing that he was involved in just the same amount of nastiness as Jeffrey Epstein and any other, you know, political figure in this world. So like, so what do we say to that? So and I think for me, it's more just like, we're constantly condemning women when they speak out, right? And they say this, right? For me, I'm just saying like, I like sex. This is my thing. This is what I like to do. And this is how I, you know, use my body, right? My body. I'm not involved in anybody else. And then you get, you know, this president that said, it's okay to grab women by their pussy. So, I mean, what's the difference? Personally, it's not me saying like, what they're saying is bad or like it shouldn't be said i'm just saying there's really no censorship out there i mean for any of it right um so if if me personally if i did have kids i'd be like you know we just not we not gonna listen to that one right <laughs> right you know growing mean? up i didn't growing that's up not, i didn't have access not to on those the things right now i don't know <laughs> not yet not yet like when you get when you get a certain age like then you branch off and listen to whatever you want to but you know I mean the last thing I want I would want as like a parent is for my child to learn about sex via 
I mean, they are probably are going to learn about it via a song, but like for it to be so developed and so like that's we're all ladies in the streets and freaks in the sheets. Like, come on. Right. Like that's the definition of what that is. Like we, we will box that for for a minute, you know? We know that. That's a <laughs> but fact. to me, it's the principle that like given there is no censorship, I'm like, I want to know what the edited version is gonna sound like. Like well, <laughs> the edited version was the video though. Is on YouTube because YouTube yeah, YouTube yeah, wouldn't allow they had to do that. They wouldn't right. allow them to Right. So, I mean, it's, this is no different than when we had NWA coming out and all, you know, all no, these like said, other no, groups. Because, no. like, the first people to slap a parental advisory sticker on it was which, um, which president's wife who was, like, up in arms? Was it Reagan? It might have been Nancy Reagan, right? Like, she was going just, like, off about, you know, our music and, and the language right and we were very vocal about our political views about you know all these other views so i mean there's censorship right because cardi's actual like whole that you know titties out all that other stuff like can't really necessarily be going on every platform there's certain platforms that won't show it you know and i think it's also it's not i think we put too much responsibility on the artist to put out pure music if that's not what i was marketed as like it's up to you as a parent, limit what your child can watch. There are parental advisory things on the computers, right? On the TVs, you know, if they're going to hear it, they're probably going to hear it from a friend, you know, who their parent doesn't really care about those things, right? Because like the way I grew up, like, of course, I would have never been able to listen to that or even watch it. But if I did, I didn't hear it from my house. I went to so-and-so's house. Their parents were just like a little bit more, you know, like liberal in terms of like what they allowed their children to listen to and watch. So, I mean, they're going to find out. This is the information no age. Yeah. This no is and everyone has and an I iPhone. So it's not like unless you're censoring, you know, their data and their Internet use, every kid can go on YouTube and watch this video. Um, so I don't know how far that can go from preventing your kid from watching that. And in Cardi's defense, I saw a video of hers uh, recently where she was talking about when she dropped um, the Be Careful um, song off of her Invasion of Privacy video, she caught a lot of heat from her fans who didn't want to hear her talking about her feelings. They didn't give a fuck about her singing about, you know, be careful how you treat me. They wanted her to talk about her pussy and her this and her that. And she said to herself, you know what? Well, that's what I'm going to do, right? Because if I do this, I get slammed. If I do this, I'm going to get slammed. So I'm just going to do what the hell it is I want to do. But I know that it caters to, you know, my demographic. And she does a hell of a good job at it. Anything that happens beyond that, who it goes to, I don't know if that's for her to necessarily worry about and now try to censor her voice. And, you know, I mean, so speaking of lyrics, right, the lyrics are the, the big talk around town. I mean, they're... <laughs> There are a couple of favorites I have um, that I'm kind of <laughs> like, you know, uh, again, clutching my pearls. And also, I'm also like, ooh, all right, that's kind of gangsta. I like that line. That took some creativity to think about. So the first line that literally wants to make me gag and not in a good way is spit in my mouth, look in my eyes. Who the fuck is spitting in somebody's mouth? Now that is some real like porn shit. And I get, I get that that's a thing, 
<laughs> I get that dudes are into that and there are some chicks that are into that, but bruh, do not spit in my mouth. Like what the Absolutely fuck? <laughs> what do y'all think about that line? <laughs> it's a no for me. It's a hard no, right, Nina? It's a hard no. It's, a, it's the a hardest fuck? no, like, honestly. If any of the saliva comes near my face, it's a problem. That's First of all, immediately post, don't like, don't mess up COVID on me either. Like, <laughs> it reminded me of you know it, the, I got the same disgusting feeling when I heard that because the visuals remind me also of Missy Elliott's Get Your Freak On. Yes, I remember like the colors and yeah. like, and the way it was like moving to different places and it was not like necessarily slow mo but it was like fast slow. And that one point when she was like spit in your face and the per and the person did it and I was like Ugh. that is the only part of the video that I absolutely hate because she said I think spit in your mouth or spit in your face and you see it happening. That's disgusting. I feel like that's the most disrespectful thing somebody could do. Oh, what you was hot too? Yeah. <laughs> The, set, the sound effects and everything. <laughs> and then you saw it in the video and the person like swallowed it. I'll pass on that. No, thank you. Um, Shout out to so, Missy for always putting out a good video, yo. Always. It never fails. So the next lyric that I thought was interesting that I actually enjoyed is, I want you to park that Big Mac truck right in this little garage. That was my favorite. I was in the kitchen and I was like, let me sit down. Right. <laughs> I was just like, you are saying what every woman has been thinking. And then, so what you're, you know, you mentioned these lyrics earlier, T. I don't cook, I don't clean, but let me tell you how I got this string. I think every, every woman was just like, wait a minute, what? How does that work? But, but she explains it in the rest of the lyrics. So clearly I'm doing something wrong. I, you know, maybe I gotta, you know, figure out how to be comfortable with somebody spitting in my mouth. I don't know. That's something I have to think about now. Um, I'm pretty sure there's other ways yeah, for you to feel comfortable and get a ring. <laughs> I'm pretty sure if we revisit this conversation in two years and I have a ring, I'm pretty sure it's not going to be from the spitting of the mouth. <laughs> Like, I'm pretty sure it's not. So who did you guys think had the best lyrics, the best verses? I'm going to go with Cardi. I'm going to go with Cardi, too. Her lyrics were hard, and they were raw. Yeah, I really, I enjoyed, I enjoyed her lyrics. I like Meg, but I don't love Meg. Oh, shit. I'm okay. not like, Ooh, I'm not like, do, a rock, like my... I'm talking about, like, in terms of, like, music. Like, I think, you know, she's got some bangers, but, like, do I listen to Meg on the regular? Like, not really, no. Um, Cardi's definitely on the playlist on the regular, for sure. I like uh, I like Cardi's voice. Um, Same here. I like how she enunciates. I like how she, you know, just her ad libs are, are dope to me. Um, and she just doesn't give a fuck. And there is so much freedom and liberation in that. And I and I mean, and, and then knowing her from Love and Hip Hop and how she came up and who right. she was then to who she is today that is the ultimate come up to me and that's like we, we have to put some respect on her name sorry what i like about cardi is like she's developed into like such a chameleon almost yes yes like she moves through various a few different spaces and it's kind of interesting to see her like but she maintains who she is of course but like it's really interesting to see her move through different spaces and try to like transform herself so especially think, because people never really thought that she could do it 
Right. Right. I think that's I think that's the biggest part. Like I so I what I will say is the fact that she's defied the odds, right? Of, you know, coming from love and hip hop, you know, there's already this like label slapped on you as soon as you are the newest cast member, any cast member for that fact of the matter on love and hip hop is like, Oh my god, okay. Somebody's getting a check from Mona. You're about to do some ratchet stuff. And we saw her literally plug herself throughout that entire season, right? And yes. she literally was asking for help from DJ Self, and he tried to do what every man does. Yeah. He played her. Yo, you just be cute over there. And she was mm-hmm. like, all right, cool. Like, it's okay for you to sleep with me and whatever else, but when I tell you let's talk real business and let's get to work, you try to play me. And as a New Yorker, I will say I love her, like, I don't give a fuck attitude, her raunchiness. Like, that's us, right? Like, you know, come and step into any New York chick. It's just like, don't come with the bullshit don't especially if you're from the hood don't come with the bullshit come on so she just gives you that like I don't give a fuck like my lyrics may not be the best because I'm not lyrically I'm not super impressed with Cardi she's nice like with the ad-libs what you were saying Ellen but I don't think lyrically I am like a full-on like believer right I believe in her whole package though but her lyrics on its own, I don't think that they would hold themselves. I think it's everything that she's done. She's still a philanthropist. She still kept her original self. So I think that that's what like makes me like a whole Cardi fan. And she uses her platform for like, you know, for good, for political reasons, right? Like politics, she, she, she brings up her political views. And I think that that's great. I think that a lot of entertainers don't do that anymore. I think they're worried because of, you know, who cuts their checks you know, and who they're going to, you know, rub the wrong way. And she doesn't care. She even just did um, the census 2020, not only in English, but in Spanish. Mm. Right. And she told people the importance of filling out the census and don't be afraid whether, you know, your immigration status is not something that is to be taken account in to this census. So I, I like that. I also like Meg in the same respect, right? Like I like Meg because she's always made it a point, like even when she was starting out and she's on the road, She's still doing her schoolwork. She's a full-time student in college, right? And I think that's what we've been missing because before this, the people that I knew that used to do that was Aaliyah, right? Aaliyah was a full-time student prior to to her passing, right? Holding down a 4.0, touring, doing promos. Like, it's a lot. And you don't see that. And, And I think for me, it highlights the fact that we still are, as Black women, the most educated for now four or five years running in the United States. So we can have babies to what, you know, Beyonce was saying. We can, we can be touring around the world, but we can get back to business. And getting back to business is her getting her degree in like health administration. And I think that's amazing. And lyrically, I think she's nice because I'm a fan of Pimp C. So I see a lot of influence in her lyrics. And her mother was also a rapper. Her mother who passed away was a rapper. So I, I see a lot of that in everything that she, she speaks about. And her, I think I like her flow too. Her, her flow reminds me a little bit of Trina. I like Meg. I, I think she's both book smart and street smart. And there's a lot of value in that, especially being a woman in the music industry. Um, I appreciate that she knows her self-worth and she strikes me as a type of young woman who is not going to take any bullshit. And in a male dominated industry, you gotta come in the door already on 100 just because men will try you and also other women will try you. So I I do like the fact that, you know, right now 
they are the two hottest female rappers, certainly um, the most talked about, and they decided to collaborate and make this song. I think it was smart for Cardi. You know, she's been on hiatus ever since she got pregnant, you know, doing the mother thing and uh, being, being a wife. And so this is kind of her, you know, debut as she gears up for her second album. What a way to fucking start the party. Now, in terms of cameos in the video, there's a lot of talk <laughs> about the one and only Kylie Jenner uh, being in the video. And I'm not mad at her making, um, appearing in the video. What do you guys think about that? Listen, Cardi said she wanted a mixture of, you know, other female rappers, influencers, model, whatever. And, you know, and it was actually Meg who asked for Kylie to be in the video because they're friends. I thought that was a smart fucking move because everyone's talking about it. For crying out loud, there is a petition that is circulating for Kylie to be crazy removed from the damn video. Brilliant move to have her in it. She looked fly. It was a good look. And why the fuck not? What, what, what say you guys? What do you think, Andy? I'm probably super biased because I'm not a Kardashian fan in general. Like, I don't really care for any of them. So to me, it was just like, why is Kylie in the video? Like, what purpose does she serve? Like, after listening to you, um, Ellen, maybe it was a smart move to have them in there because it's a lot of talk about it, a lot of dialogue regarding her cameo. But for me, personally, it's just a WTF. Like, what the F? Why is she there? I would say that if Kylie wasn't in this video, I don't know that it would be at 52 million views two days after it premiered. It might be at 20. It might be at 30 million, but fucking 52 million? You think so? I think Kylie, Kylie, has, that, that, Kylie that has a lot to do with that. second walk that she had in that video. Kylie had a lot like, to do with that. You had that much of an influence for the views? Like her, I her mere presence. I don't think her views. But I don't think, but nobody knew she was going to be in the video, right? Exactly. Like, no, but, but that's what I'm saying. So like, I, so I get what you're saying, right? So, okay. So it was business-wise, it was a smart move because they may now be able to touch, you know, an audience base that without the Kardashians, they now, you know, weren't ordinarily able to touch, right? But I think for me, and it's going to go back to what, you know, that entire family does, which is benefits off of black culture right so and that's my issue with them like you know nobody's talking like when these people are sitting here and dragging cardi b and meg the stallion like where like where are y'all at coming to their defense but kylie can't help if her homegirl meg is like hey bae be in my video like how no no, no. i understand that but i'm saying like but you That's spoke fine. about benefiting. You brought up they benefit on black right, culture. Right, they do because yeah. When, I feel if you think I, about it, when was this video shot? Right? Was it before Meg got shot? Probably. It was before Meg got shot. It was before Meg and got shot. Wasn't the controversy that they Kylie, Tori, and Meg were all together? Exactly. Yeah, and they wasn't a it like party. Meg said she felt betrayed by her friends. Mm. <laughs> Is that one of the friends? Mm. And that's my point. She, they don't speak up for us. That's when I say benefiting. You benefit because now you're getting some sort of clout from our culture, right? And then when we need you, 
it's all over that right and then when we need you right all of a sudden now your mom because she could have spoken out against you know violence against women even if she didn't call out want to call out Tori right with regards to Meg because violence against women is a is a hard no across any any group right you could have said something even if you weren't directly saying that you could have spoken out about that and then like two again I'll go back to when people are dragging these women and calling them nasty women you you don't come out and and support your friend because I'm pretty sure she got paid off of that because you know Kali's not doing anything for free she didn't become a billionaire status by doing anything for free or maybe you could take the positive side right and you could say before x y and z happened right regardless um it was it was kind of like a move to show like women powerful women in a video you know just together doing what they do putting out music owning their femininity right and that was just that and she's a mother and she can still be sexy and whatever the case may be right so you see how she's walking into the room like she was walking into the room her her daughter's bedroom or whatever when they do the um what's that thing that she does that stupid meme that they created. Oh, rise and shine. Right? <laughs> like, you know, to tell somebody to rise and shine, but right. it wasn't the baby, right? Right. So maybe that's just what it was. That's a good, you know what? That's I'm going to really go with that point. spin, Lena. I'm going to go yeah. with that spin. Yeah, that was a, that's a really good point. Because a lot of the comments were like, why does she look like she was about to go and say rise, sing and rise and shine? <laughs> I mean, she's she was the first, what, billionaire under 18 or something? Okay. Like, like come like on, that. bruh. Under 21, whatever it was. She's been on the Forbes list how many times? Like, it was a power play. Like, Huge power play. And a lot of people were talking about, oh, you know, um, who did they say could have been in it? I mean, it would have been dope if Nikki was in it, if they were all cool. That would have been a good move. Um, I, I think I read somewhere or somebody said some shit about Evelyn Lozada and I was like, what the what? That doesn't make any what? sense. Oh, right. Who? Um, <laughs> <laughs> not Evelyn. Not throwing and not throwing tables, Evelyn. And just right, and just doing the same shit Kylie was doing, just walking down the hallway looking <laughs> looking amazing. But I think uh Kylie yeah, was the right move. And also the other cameos, Normani, I feel like she did her thing, still waiting for an album to drop at some point in this near, you know, century. That'd be nice. I feel like Um, they're giving Normani the shaft, though. Huh? Normani. I feel like they're giving her the shaft, though. Yeah, but why, though? I don't get it. She's been doing her thing, though, because, like, she's one of the ambassadors and, like, had a collection for Savage Fenty. Like, she's doing her thing. We want music, Yeah, We do want music. We don't care about all that extra shit. It's coming. It's loading. I mean, (laughs) it's loading. Ladies, 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 ladies. Listen, remember how crazy we went over her last video? Motivation, right. But I feel like it's been such, such a long gap between motivation and the next album. It's like the buzz is, like, womp womp. I don't it's the labels. It. I don't it's get the label it. company. Listen, these labels will sit here and drag out a contract until, you know, both sides are at least satisfied or at least they feel like they're more satisfied than you. I think it's to what Angie said, I think it's loading. I think it's coming. Mulatto. Uh, so I know. Mulatto. Nobody is really talking about Mulatto. Oh like, no, she's collecting a lot of views on YouTube. Somebody's talking she about is her amazing. Ass. She so I created a Howell playlist, you know. Right. I told you. Oh, well, shout well, shout well, out to Howell playlist. 
Hashtag whole well. Whole well. Like be well, ho. Like, well, ho? No, like basically, <laughs> like whole. <laughs> like a whole well playlist and she is on it like a lot of these women are on it like legit on it and I think that was a perfect addition because Mulatto is in line with the same kind of genre of Cardi and uh, Meg I personally and this is nothing against uh, Nikki because you know I'll ride for Nikki because she's from Queens but I don't think I could see Nikki doing it. If you said Little Kim, yes. Because Little Kim, it doesn't matter whether she's talking about hardcore or she's now, she's just nasty. And I think that was my ultimate attraction to, to Little Kim, even when I was younger and I shouldn't have been listening to her. She was right. just like, right. didn't care, right? From Brooklyn, you know, men are telling her she can't talk about this. And she's like, you know what? I'm going to talk about my pussy. Like Grace Jones and Boomerang. Okay, let's talk Oh, that makes you uncomfortable? Women have been talking about their shit for years. (laughs) And she kept saying it over and over and over again. Like, get comfortable. Get comfortable with me saying pussy. Okay? I I got it. You want it? Let's talk about it. (laughs) I saw her at Afropunk, and she still oozed that same sexuality. What'd you say, Lena? I said she was the only, like, female artist out at that time, I feel like outside of what queen latifah but she was the only one bringing i feel like the the level of femininity you know that men would want to see or people would want to see or and then foxy follows right up right but none of them wanted fucking grammy they didn't win shit but you know why because and it'll always be that one like for me it was the all about the benjamins her her verse Mm -hmm. and all about the benjamins she said, basically, only female in my crew. In that kick shit. <laughs> kick shit. Like a nigga do. Pull the trigger to fuck you. Right. Like, okay. Like, drop, I'm drop Mike. Sit- right? right? Like, I'm literally sitting on my album cover with my legs open, cute panties, <laughs> spread same eagle. little spread right. eagle. But don't get it twisted because I will pull that trigger. Yikes. Like, that's it. Period. I want to be about that life so bad, but I, my mom would kill me. Yeah, she would. <laughs> all of our mothers. Other, all, all of our, of our mothers. African mothers <laughs> would kill us. <laughs> what? Hey. Hey, 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 hey. You know, hey, yeah. Hey, yeah. Uh, 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 uh. one. <laughs> you know, as soon as you touch that on Nairobi. Hey, what? So, my dear. Um, <laughs> hey, we need to talk. We need to talk. <laughs> By the way, by the way, by the way, I mean, is that really what you want to do? Hmm? Really? Jehovah, Jehovah, (laughs) Jehovah. (laughs) And I think maybe that's, and you know what? I'm gonna take that and run with it. Maybe that's why there's such an attraction, you know, for us, being that we're all, you know, raised in a Kenyan household that this stuff is something sexuality was I don't know I can't maybe I can't speak for everybody else but sexuality was something that you don't speak about in your household with oh, your mother sure. you can have a whole daughter and you still are a virgin right okay right. like Funny. yeah like you're married um, and you and your husband just sleep in separate beds like in their minds like I'm pretty sure of the shock of my mother when I told her I was pregnant I think she was like wait so you're having sex wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's confirmed <laughs> 
yeah, that like sounds about right. They would, they would definitely let you wonder how you came into the world. Like, <laughs> like right. 30, the whole 40, story. They wouldn't tell you anything. So the other cameo um, in the video is that I am a fan of is Rosalia, yeah. who I'm a fan of her music. I think she is dope. And so I get the connection between Cardi and Rosalie and why she's in it. And she she had a lot of FaceTime. So that was kind of dope. Suki Hana, it took me a couple of watches to realize like, oh shit, that's Suki Hana. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's a nutcase, but I like her in some weird way just because she, she zero fucks are given on an everyday basis. And um, I admire that <laughs> about her. No, I, I respect y'all because y'all actually knew who these people were. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh the cute or whatever. <laughs> Listen, person, I think my mouth dropped every I was like, we're done. My mouth right. dropped at every turn. I was like, oh, this is how we're coming? Oh, okay. Mulatto. Oh, okay. Rosalie. Oh, okay. This is what we're doing. The only in person twenty twenty. Right. The only person I didn't know right off the bat was Ruby Rose. And so I went down a rabbit hole trying to figure out what her shit is all about. And so she's a rapper from Lexington, Kentucky. She was the one in the mm-hmm. red, um, but Rosalia had on red too. And she, uh, she, she's interesting. She's interesting. This whole new female rap um, vibe that's going on, it's all about getting money. I, you know, I ain't giving up no pussy unless you're giving up money. I have difficulty wrapping my brain around that, but if if they like it, I love it. And it's just, you know, fuck dudes and it's all about me and it's all about getting money and it's all about the bag. But my concern with that is when you're ready to, to, ha- to want somebody to love you, are you going to know what the fuck to do? do, you know, do are you going to know what that looks like? If all you're after is the money, if the only reason you're having sex is money, what is your fundamental understanding of love and to be loved and to give love? That's my only issue with this current movement uh, with female rappers. So I think when we're talking about love, that's totally separate than when we're talking about, you know, like fuck dudes, get money. It's more so of like, stay focused. Because as women, we always often end up getting sidetracked, you know, crying over a dude or whatever, because we know how not all, but some men are, right? They'll tell you all these sweet nothings, lead you down this crazy path. And then like, you know, next week it's going to be somebody else. It may not be you anymore. Right. So I think when they say bug dudes get money, it's stay focused, whatever it is you want to do. If you wanted to go to nursing school, if you wanted to go to cosmetology school, if you have a plan, stick to that, right? Like you can still be dating out here, but stick to that plan. Get your money, honey. Like, don't sit here and let somebody get you sidetracked because oftentimes I feel like what we do as women, you know, because we go in with emotion, like they're, e- they're able to just go around, sleep with whoever, and it's, there's no emotion tie- tied to that at all. For us, it's like, you know, it's more powerful because, you know, there's, um, right, we definitely lead with our hearts and there's a lot of emotion behind that. So I just feel like with that, I think that, in my opinion, that's where I interpret like, okay, just stick to what you're going to do. And I think that doesn't mean that when love comes along, we can't know what love is, but we know who we are outside of that love, right? Like, because if that relationship fails, you still want to know in the mirror, when you look in the mirror, you want to know who that person is. So don't ever lose yourself. 
but you could still love somebody and have somebody love you. I get that. Um, But the common theme in the messaging across the board is I ain't fucking unless you're giving me money. I ain't fucking for free. So that's the only disconnect for me is yikes. So what's that mentality? So when it comes time to be with somebody for real, for real, do you understand what that is supposed to look like if the only reason you're with him now is for his bread? And that's the only value that, you, that he holds in your eyes is his money, not who he is, <laughs> not how he thinks, not what he believes, but his bread. Lena, what were you going to say? Okay, now I got two things to say. Because first, now that I know that most of them are rappers, singers, where we all brought it together, entrepreneurs, I respect that they brought them together in that way, right? Because then it, it, it kind of, it's definitely a power move in that it shows that the female in the music industry is willing to work together for a common purpose, right? Which I thought was really cool now that I know. But to your point about fucking for money, right? I mean, you kind of have to think about it. Like To me, it's just a song. I don't think these women are really trying to be revolutionary in the message that they're trying to give. I think- They are, me, Lena. They are. I, they're talking about fucking. Like, <laughs> like, to me, okay, you're trying to own your sexuality, one thing. Then there's another statement via the videography that we're, we're all in a movement together, right? Which is great. But I don't believe anything transcends or they're even trying to redirect anything about love in question at all. I think it's just about, it's about the bag, right? But to your point, I do feel like as women, they do need to probably make a better statement about valuing self, right? Because... Yeah, you could talk about fucking for money, but at the same time, like, what does that say about how you value yourself? What does that say about your quote unquote price that you put on your body? We're supposed to be priceless, right? We're supposed to consider ourselves priceless. But now you have these women who are trying to deliver a very, as you guys deem, a very revolutionary message, right? But in fact, I I don't think that's the case. And... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I don't know like no ain't shit revolutionary about that to me specifically fucking for money yeah it's, to me there's nothing in there that, that's like tells you anything about valuing yourself like I'm not going to Cardi B for advice about love like like you said they don't want to hear her talk about feelings right it's done she knows her lane right yeah. she's playing her lane exactly as she needs to in order to get the bag right but I don't think, you know, if she, if she wants to, you know, on the side, say something on her Instagram or whatever, do another YouTube video about self-worth, but like, I don't think she's going to do that. (laughs) Now, going back to a statement, I think we all kind of agreed upon at the beginning of this episode, um, them saying the shit that we think (laughs) or we fantasize about or our alter egos are about, but we, we would never dare speak out loud. Now I will, and I I admire that about them. Um, I I admire uh, the way that they speak their mind. I don't know that I'm necessarily the type of person that would speak my mind that way, but I respect that they can. Do I necessarily agree or understand that perspective? Not so much, 
but it's theirs. It means something to them. And there's a whole subset of young women who subscribe to that way of thinking. So I don't want to, you know, put it down or belittle it. It means something. I'm just struggling with long-term effects and how men perceive women if all they encounter time after time is the chick that's like, I fucking unless you buy me something or unless you give me a bunch of stacks or this or that, you know, what, what's that saying to dudes? I mean, to me, it's sort of, um, we're in a place right now. And I think I'm single, Teresa, you're single. E, you single? Yeah, I'm single. Right? And you over there? You single? I am not single. All right. She's the only one that's not single, right? But as a single woman, right? You know, last year I I participated in, in, I had a a whole whole wealth uh, year. (laughs) (laughs) Power to the people. You you had a be well year. Revolutionary for me. Um, You know, but I feel like to move through spaces and being like, okay, I know my body. I appreciate my body. I find myself very sexy. These are the things I require from a man. Just on the simple, the sheer basis of like comfort, sexual interaction, right? I kind of think like we lose when we go through our whole well periods, right? You lose what it's like to be able to interact fluidly with men, right? To be able to get to a point to be like, this can be a relationship. And I don't think... (laughs) Cardi B is going to be able to teach us anything about that. And this song is not going to show us anything about that. Like I said, there's just nothing, like she's not doing anything revolutionary. Um, I think it's really just about just sex. And, and, you know, if you want to have a whole well, like, like T is doing, like, it's definitely on the playlist, you know, I just don't believe like there's the long-term effects are definitely going to be there if, young adults this is how they're going to be um walking into the world with cardi and meg on the belt telling them you know spit in my mouth and park the big mac truck in my garage my little garage <laughs> you know so, like if, if if these if this is the message that they're delivering people need to know that like it just needs to be taken in context mm. and I think that there's two separate messages that need to be delivered. And I don't think Cardi B and Meg can be the people to deliver that other message. You know, you gotta, you gotta have some strong women in your corner to be able to tell you, Hey girl, you know, <laughs> this is how, this is how you should value yourself and the interactions that you need, the healthy interactions you need to have with men. Right. And you need to understand like, this can be your whole well situation. Right. But you know, you need to know where the line is drawn and you know how to be able to flip between the two if that's where you want to be and i feel like there's a there's a line of demarcation between you know that group that that are saying exactly what you just described this is just what it is it's just about sex and you know we enjoy it whatever then there's this whole other group that's you know kind of looking at that and being like oh my god (laughs) this is insane this is a lot so we're i don't want to say we're on opposing sides but it's definitely um both sides matter. <laughs> I, right. I don't, I just, I don't know. I think for me, what I um, take issue with is the fact that, you know, men are not having these conversations. 
they're not sitting here having round table discussions about whether like and you know to what you were saying like I think that's an important point how will you know love you know when it comes to you but men are not having that conversation when they're like money cash hoes right right or cash rules everything around me you know (laughs) cream get the money right like you know and you're talking about fucking hoes and doing this and doing that like they're not having the conversation like you know if you want or and if they do it's like oh you know I need a down-ass bitch what's a down-ass bitch somebody holding you down after you after you've done like a whole bunch of stuff and now you have to do a bid like you're not having these conversations with men where it's like what are you doing now you've been you've been messing around with all these women calling them hoes not having any respect for them how are you going to be a good husband right like how are you going to be that that king that you want to be treated as because like in queen and slim in the house we have to treat them like kings because outside there they're not treated like that so what is it that you bring to the table after you know rapping all these lyrics like what is it that you bring to the table that you feel like as a man you can be an amazing husband and be treated as the king that you should be the same way we're asking you know how are these women going to know when love comes you know to their front door if you're talking about, you know, selling a pussy for money. And I would like to say that I do not condone <laughs> selling, selling your pussy for money. Yeah, yeah clear that up, T. <laughs> Please. I'm not saying we should sell our pussy for money. I am not condoning prostitution. All I'm saying is, you know, I want us to have these conversations in an equal manner, right? Like, men need to understand too. And I think that's, part of the reason why like we're single and I can say for myself I'm single because I feel like men don't have these conversations like people aren't having these conversations as much as they should with men like this mindset you have you know oh, women ain't shit or fuck women and blah 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 you know when we do it it's an issue when we try to do things to be revolutionary and take our power back and empower ourselves you know it's a problem but when men do it it's just oh that's boys being boys so I guess for me I'm just like I'll answer that question when they answer theirs do you do you think this is gonna worsen the gold digger mentality but what's a gold digger going after them because when no but my thing is but then when when a man does it it's you holding a man down that's my point I'm not gonna answer these questions until (laughs) they answer theirs she said I will not answer these (laughs) questions (laughs) Wait, what do you what do you mean by what do you mean by when a man does it how does that equate to a, a woman being a gold digger so when a man we know many men out here that are ready to go and sleep with whatever woman to do whatever they need to do to get some money right and that's yes. not all men because not all exist. women are gold diggers they do exist and i think we forget that because you know you have people like kanye west making songs about gold digger whatever and I won't say that I didn't sit there and sing along with it because it was catchy, right? You know, you used, you used Ray Charles in it, you know, and you had Jamie Foxx who was playing Ray sing the chorus. So it's just like, okay, that's catchy. But like in, in, in all actuality, like we're not gold diggers. As soon as a woman decides to say like, I know my worth and I feel like if you're trying to court me and let's say you deem my worth or how, how whatever establishment you take me out to eat not saying that I need to go to like super fancy places but if you're like oh I, I know I'm gonna be 
rid of this woman in a week. Let me just take a little, like, you know, McDonald's or whatever. Like, how not is that McDonald's. any different than me saying McDonald's is? Some people do that. Not not me. I've never experienced it. Not my experience. Mickey D's. Okay. <laughs> Fine. Chick-fil-A. <laughs> That's a little bit better. Thank you. <laughs> a little Chick-fil-A or, you know, Shake Shack. Because, you know, Shake Shack, you order one Shake burger Shack, for like $25. I will, go, I will go to Shake Shack in a heartbeat. <laughs> that's, that's a date. You go to Shake Shack and they're like, okay, you want the, the double, okay, and a drink, twenty five oh eight. Okay. I would accept so like, that date to Shake Shack. No lie. Me too. They got wine over there, whatever. <laughs> okay. But I just feel like... I think we just take too much heat as women. And again, you know how I feel about like feminism, femininity when it comes to black women. So it's not like I'm trying to be like a super feminist, but I'm just saying like, I just feel like we take a lot of heat and we're constantly ridiculed, right? And I think the media portray, like they, they perpetuate that. We take a lot of heat because their penises are entering our vaginas because they, we would need to say yes. We, we would need to lay down and spread our legs and give the green light for your penis to enter my vagina. In some cases. In some cases, right? But for the most part, we hold the power. Right. It's on us to say yay or nay, and the majority says yay. <laughs> for all, it's a supply and demand fucking uh, situation in my mind. I got it. You want it. What are you willing to pay for it? What are you willing to do for me to get what it is you want? You're not going to get it for free. That's the mentality. But we have but a then, lot to do with that. We play but then when we do, But when we do, then when you do not add those things in, right? Like any currency or anything, whether it be like dates, actual physical, like cash apps, whatever, right? But then it's just like, oh, she a hoe. She just giving it to everybody, Right. So, like, there's there's literally no way you actually win in this conversation, I feel like. Because whether you talk about, you know, you're not going to get it for free, whether you, I don't talk about getting it for free, and I'm just like, oh, I just like to have sex, and, you know, got a different dude every day of the week, right? Like, if I had said that to what Lil C said, then it'll be different, right? Like, I'd still be a hoe. I'd still be the pass around. So, like, where, like, so does so it make it better to be the hoe that's getting paid? Does that give you, does that, not, 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 I'm not talking about you specifically, but does that give you the power now of, all right, I, I'm cool with being passed around because I'm getting money. <laughs> I'm still getting passed the fuck around. You have to ask somebody who's sleeping on Versace's shoes. <laughs> has a platinum Dang. account. I don't know. <laughs> that's that's good, that, yeah. eight, that 800 thread count, like, that's a that's a worthy somebody. conversation that's a worthy conversation to have with that person it's like i got like legitimate questions i want to know like i don't i don't receive cash apps right for my pussy i didn't even I know that was a thing lena what, what what's going on in your mind right to me i was kind of thinking about when you were saying um what was it when you were talking about men and their thought process around gold diggers right to me, in my mind, I was just thinking about like the dude that might have been scorned by somebody or might not have been. He's just a really great dude. But like this video kind of puts a like and I plants a seed in his mind that this is just the way women are or like men who haven't even joined the dating seat. Young men who were just seeing these videos and they're like, oh, that's how chicks are. 
you know, just blanket statement, like not, not really getting to understand who women are outside of media representations like this. It to me is a cause for concern only because we are in the black community, majority people listening to hip hop music, R and B it's there, but is it really, (laughs) is it really? So to me, it's kind of like, it's a cause for concern. I agree. And, you know, and it's been exacerbated, you know, a lot more within the last decade or so. Like, you know, we heard it, like we said a little earlier with, you know, little Kim and Foxy. It wasn't as overt as it is now. I feel like they had a lot more finesse with with what they were saying. Right. So it kind of wasn't like, oh, my God, I can't believe she said that. But then again, there were moments where I did not I could not believe Kim said that. And so I don't even know where we're going to be in 10, 20, 30 years with female rappers. Like, what else is there to talk about beyond sex, right? Like, we're clear that there is substance where there there is substance. Like, there should be a poll somewhere about Black female rappers, I guess, in this this decade and the decade before. Like, what were they singing about? What were they rapping about? Like, is literally every song on your album about money and sex? Right. I mean, we went from, you know, Queen Latifah. Who you calling a bitch? Right? right. How many people were paying for that? Right? Because to what you said earlier, I can't remember the song right now that you said with regards to Cardi B. Be careful. She received a lot of backlash because, you know, she was talking about her Some feelings, heavy right? Shit. Some heavy shit. And, and I go back to, I don't know if you ever saw the Notorious uh, movie based mm-hmm. on Notorious B.I.G. and, you know, his whole life and everything like that. And, you know, when he got to, when, when that scene was when we started, we were introduced to Lil' Kim's character. And she was rapping about, like, some raunchy stuff, like, not sexually, just, like, an everyday in the hood. Like, her life, like, what most rappers who are male do. And what did he say to her? Nobody want to hear no bitch talking about busting guns, like, you know, and doing this and doing that. So, like, now it's just like, all right, you want me to be a pretty face, but you don't want to hear me speak about anything that has relevance or that actually emulates real life. So, like, if I'm sitting here and I'm talking about, like, I live in, let's say, a war-torn country, or let's say I want to rap about going through a civil war in Rwanda, Mm. who's going to want to sit there and listen to Mm. a woman talking about that, right? Well, it depends depends on how she delivered it lyrically. But I mean, just a woman in general, right? Like, we're in a patriarchal society where most times they don't want to hear what we have to say. So if a man were to sit there and talk about, you know, living, you know, living in this, living in fear and whatever, when it comes to like, being in a war-torn society, even just growing up in the project, everybody's like, feeling her. Yo, that's crazy. That's crazy. Granted, like, you're, you're right, you're right, 100%. But, like, but, and I respect, I respect Cardi for, you know, you know, getting on whatever platform she can to do what she can to be as socially and politically diverse, you know, and, and informative to the public. But what does that say about you if at the first chance for you to put out a song, people don't like it, like, you just gonna be like, nah, we just not gonna revisit it again. Like, you don't have anything else to say? Like, nothing? You're not even gonna try? Somebody like Kim, Foxy, Queen, like, they were all there before and they probably didn't receive any awards for the, for the work that they put out and for their contribution to the, to the hip hop game. But like, 
they were there for them to be here, right? And now what platform are you setting up for the next generation of people who want to be female rappers? Granted, like, like I said, you're right. But like for us to be in like such a, you know, a revolutionary climate right now, it just feels kind of like, meh, you know, you, you should try again. I mean, but with Queen Latifah, we regard her and, you know, with the utmost respect. But again, now it's about, we're in the age to what you said, in addition to the age of being revolutionary, we're in the age of likes and clicks. So Queen Latifah's UNITY is not getting, as, is not getting 52 million views in this day and age, right? So we're in a different era. And you also have to remember how Cardi started. Cardi started as a stripper from, you know, Sue's Rendezvous. But she was an Instagram sensation prior. That's the only reason why she got on to love and hip hop. So you're telling her to divert from where she started and not saying that you're not right. I agree with you also. Like, if you're not getting likes and clicks, look at J. Cole. J. Cole has been okay with not winning, you know, awards. And Nas, even Nas was okay with, you know, not being so mainstream, but he knew what he was talking about, right? The culture got it. But you're asking somebody who didn't start out like that. She started out as an Instagram sensation. And that's what got her on Love and Hip Hop. And that's why she's here. That's just, it's like her campaign, basically. You're asking her to divert from her campaign strategy. <laughs> and apparently she, tr- she tried and got heat for that and then realized like, oh shit, let me go back to the shit that I know. Let me, let me stick to my It own. might not have just been her also. Right. It might have right. been her, her record label. You know, because let's be honest, these people are like CDs, they're packaged and then marketed to us. So when they see it going left, they're like, oh, hold on. I want to see what what else she's going to do. I want to see what else her her and Meg are going to do. Definitely. How how will they evolve? I, I, I yeah. am curious to see how they evolve and how I mean, do remember, they have staying power? How are they, how are they going to be relevant 10, 15 years from now? I think for the culture they will, mainstream, I don't think so. I don't think they would be if they did decided to divert. Because, like, again, the culture remembers what Eve did when Eve said love is blind. I don't well, even know you and I hate you. My girl married rich, right? No, but I'm not even talking about marrying rich. Because, because then saying. if... Yeah, that, that, know, that, that side swerve she did was epic. It was crazy. It was, it was quiet. It was silent. It was, um, peace the fuck out. I'll catch you on the other side. Low key. And while she, while, <laughs> while she wasn't doing that, you know, I thought one of her best songs was Love is Blind. Right. Right. Like, right. The domestic violence joint, which was about her best friend. Right. And we're in an era where it's me too, it's this. How many times has anybody brought that up? Certainly no one's talking about it. And T, it's so interesting that you even bring that the fuck up because there are a lot of young women, young Black women that are dealing with domestic abuse and relationships with young Black men. Meg. Um, and it's a bunch of dudes in the music industry. Uh, it's a bunch of chicks in the music industry, low key. A lot of narcissists, you know, just swimming in the water, low key. A lot of women who are just swimming to these fucking sharks. 
you know, just bloody, just swimming to the shark. And, and, and so the outcome of that, 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 that shit concerns me because no one's really talking about that shit. Right. And especially now with, you know, with COVID, we've seen domestic violence rates skyrocket because now you have no outlet. You can't go to work. Now you're at home with your abuser Mm. on a daily basis right? You're on lockdown with somebody that decides that they want you to be their punching bag, literally. So it's just like, I want to see what Meg is going to do, yo. What do you mean? Because I feel like- With this song? With with her experience? With her experience, yeah. Because I think she has a voice. She has a voice. And I think her delivery, like she, I think she can really deliver something for women, for women of color that really speaks to- that the experience, you know, as it pertains to violence, as it pertains to domestic domestic violence, like. But will I fault her for not saying something? I mean, it's your experience. It's up to you how you want to deliver and talk about it. But I think it, it's a toss up because we say artists are not supposed to, you know, especially with this song, you're kind of like, oh, it's not their responsibility to center themselves or teach us about X, Y, and Z, or like deliver some crazy message about you know self-esteem and what that looks like for women right but I do think there are particular points in time where it is their responsibility to speak up and say something because they we are in the business of likes and clicks and comments and all that stuff and impressions you know so I think because they have that that reach that they should say something Mm -hmm. and to me, at that point, it makes it their responsibility to be like, hey, like, you know what, this is something I have gone through, or I've seen someone go through, and it needs to be addressed. And I'm not the only one. And, you know, I think, so I'm just going to play devil's advocate here. So she's gone through that experience. But do you think that people will uh, receive it? And I say that because throughout this whole thing, we've seen many people make fun of her. And I can't imagine going through that experience. And we don't know if they were dating, but even if that's your male friend, your close male friend, to have that person get so angry with you, to shoot you in both your feet, for you to have to have emergency surgery. First of all, both her feet and for you to have emergency surgery. And you know, first of all, first and foremost, I'm an entertainer. So not only did you want to take my power from me, because everybody was always talking about, you know, Meg's strong knees. And then you have 50 Cent, who repeatedly attacks Black women, you know, on a consistent basis. And then for him to make fun of it and then say, oh, I didn't know that it was real. Even if, you know, if it wasn't real for Megan, it's real for somebody else. Mm. There have been countless, especially countless Black women, and they know that they don't care about us, that have gotten bullets to their heads, Mm. fists to their, you know, every part of their body. Mm. And then you have Jess, supposedly the hilarious, doing the same thing and making a joke, and it wasn't funny. So it hurts because it's also our community that's doing that. Huh? Jess hilarious. Somebody needs to take her ass down. Right, but, but my point is, she is one or two of how many other people that think it's funny right I've seen countless memes right and nobody was talking about like domestic violence against women and specifically black women right we constantly go missing on a daily basis nobody says anything we're beaten we're attacked on a daily basis and that is not 
enough for it to make a headline in the media. So is it only her responsibility to it's speak up about it? Yes, she has a platform, but would you personally, because let's, let's take her being an entertainment a t- entertainer out of this. She's a human being. Would you yourself want to now come out and talk about your experience after that, before you even said anything? This is before she even said anything. Everybody took the story, spun it, ran with it before they even knew what was going on. Would you yourself want to now come out and discuss your experience. I mean, didn't she do it? She went on. She went on live and said something. Well, she, she, she didn't. She didn't go into detail. Like she didn't. Right. She didn't talk about it. I think if somebody gives her the proper outlet, and maybe it's just not just her. Maybe it's other people, other Black women, and it was the proper outlet. I think she should. But honestly, I get. I'm I totally saying. Get what you're no. saying. I totally get what you're saying. Given like, would you yourself, if that if that were God forbid you, would you yourself then want to come out and then be candid with the world about your experience? If that I were to God forbid ever, I would definitely be apprehensive. It would take me a minute, but you would do it. But I would do it. Oof, that's easier said than done. Right. No, for sure. Like from my end, yeah, for sure. But like, I don't know. I just feel like. We didn't give her that space. It could, really it could be really shitty of me to say this, right? But you go, you've gone through an experience, and then you drop a pussy popping video. But you don't know right? when she did that video, though. But you I don't mean, know I when know, she. Still, we know good and goddamn like, well okay, that video the, happened before she got shot. This, right. And then let's push the music. I mean, it's, it's nah, but, but, that, but no, but I mean, I, so I will say I love you, cousin, but it is fucked up for you to say that because we know that she good and well like to what um ellen was saying it happened before her attack it literally happened when they were leaving kylie's house right like that happened they were in the car leaving kylie's house and got into whatever the detail of the events because we don't know only her and tori and whoever else was in the car her best friend i believe know what happened but you can't fault her first of all let's remember it's cardi's song it was already recorded the song and the video was already recorded. So we can't fault her and say, well, she should have stopped it from coming out. There are people bigger than her that are going to say, well, we're still going to kind of push this. I mean, I trust me. I know. Like I said, I know. Because if you look at it, she wasn't doing as much promo for it. I get what you're saying. I just think that, you know, we didn't protect her. The community did not protect Meg. How, and should, then it's just, how should the community have protected her? Like to what Lena was saying, other women coming out and discussing, you know, domestic violence, men, black men coming out and discussing domestic violence, because that could be your, if that was your sister, if that was your mother, you would sit there and not even think about anything you have to lose and you would go to jail because you're going to go after that person. No doubt. But I think we're, we're not thinking about all the other variables in that situation. Right. right. It's not as cut and dry as what it's been told to us. No, absolutely. And there's a reason why she has not spoken out about it yet. There is a reason. Absolutely. And all we can do as, you know, a community in support of her is just allow her the time and space to either process or eventually come out and speak on it. And if she doesn't, that's okay. That's her business because it's, it's her experience. I agree. And, you know, and we we can't judge that because, you know, going back to your question, T, what would I do? I don't know that the first thing I'm doing is want to get on somebody's platform to talk about. It's going to take me a second to process. 
I may never ever talk about it, but just you know, the, to wind this wind this down and to wrap this up, uh, I think. Um, serious? No. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I know we could keep going for like another three hours, so you know, I, I got to edit this this joint. <laughs> <laughs> There are two uh, lines in the song that I just want to just circle back and highlight real quick. <laughs> you you want to talk about the booty shaking video? I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> let it go. I'm just kidding. I love this song. Listen, I, don't, I, mean... I want you to touch that little dangly thing that swing in the back of my throat. Finally, the uvula is getting some shine. Isn't that, isn't that what that thing is called? <laughs> <laughs> no one ever talks about the uvula. I thought that was such a dope line. Honestly, that one line has been not the dangling thing in the back of my throat. <laughs> uh, that, ta that takes skill. That takes real skill. On TikTok, every video that's been replicated has to do with actually showing that dangly thing as like as it as its own entity responding to that line. So the you wait you, what? you heard me. That's dope. You see that? that. <laughs> I would like for the record on a side note, the reason I downloaded TikTok last night because of Ellen. So I will be on TikTok looking for that. I'm obsessed with that shit. TikTok is awesome. So now I'm going to search in the search bar uvula. <laughs> well, no, it's not going to come up as uvula. Um, but I saved it. I saved it. So I'll say, I'll share it with you guys. Um, and then my one final line that I thought was really dope, like metaphorically, is I spit on his mic and now he's trying to sign me. Ooh. That's dope. <laughs> That's Loki dope. Yeah. Isn't that a good one? So I don't know if Cardi's writing her shit. If she is awesome. If she got a writer, good job. I um, think she has a ghost writer. Yeah. The only line that I had an issue with was the Dasani line. Like, Dasani water is garbage. <laughs> yeah. That was one of your first comments. <laughs> like, I was like, sick. I'm sure you could have fit Poland Spring, Essentia. That's what I was thinking. What other anything? water could they have fitted there? Oh. My head game is fire, Punani, Dasani. I mean, I get it. It, it rhymes. So by default, you just got to go that route. But don't mm -hmm. nobody drink Dasani. Like during this whole COVID, Dasani water stayed in the shelves. No one bought Dasani. <laughs> I just want to be clear about I, that. Okay, so one of my lyrics that I really like from her, yes. and this is Cardi, I do a Kegel while it's inside. Word. I was like... Word. Am, am I getting nice. triggered? <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm not the only one. No, <laughs> like Kegels are a must, lady. No, I know, but while it's inside. That's a whole different ball game. That's I'm not why I said I'm the only one. <laughs> yeah. I'm we're all in this together. See, apparently. we're learning. We're, they're teaching us things. There's value I in mean, that. I mean, that one I already oh, knew. I mean, inside, though? We weren't thinking yes. about doing that shit inside. Oh, I have. Yeah, I have. Right. Shit. All right. Yeah. Find me a whole other conversation. <laughs> oh, and you know me. We've had this conversation before, but when she said, they both said, like, I want to gag. I want to choke. I, hey. I like a good light choking. <laughs> 
Oh, you got a light choke as opposed to a heavy choke. As opposed to death, yes. <laughs> There's something sexy right. about choking if That's it's done saying. by the right person, you know, with the right amount Lightly. of force. Yes. Um, the line, need a henny drinker, need a weed smoker. That sounds like a toxic dude. I don't want that. That sounds, that sounds like somebody you can pick up on the corner. That sounds like, that sounds like yeah. yeah, on a number street, exactly. And you yeah. said it sounds like somebody like that lives on a number street. What'd you say, it Lena? Sounds- he sounds like he stinks. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Black and mild. Yeah, straight up black and mild, and it, it sounds like his bottom lip, like is like, Ugh, like a right. color. <laughs> but he got roaches. Think, <laughs> let's not do that. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so done. Wow. All right. So listen, is there anything you two want to promote, want to share, maybe share your social media handles, anything you guys want to get off your chest? I mean, I can definitely share my social media handle. Go ahead it's Dottie underscore Pierce. So D-O-T-T-I-E underscore Pierce, P-I-E-R-C-E. All right, you can you can follow me at the one and only Lena Lena Bovina on Instagram. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> can, you can, can I can I buy a vowel? <laughs> no, you can't. And Thank if you, you have having. difficulty finding that, just go on my page and just type in Lena. <laughs> 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 you can find her so ladies as always thank you for such an insightful and enlightening conversation we got to do this again and again and again and again please um, wait wait so what? so time out wow <laughs> stands for oh. wet ass pussy absolutely yeah. i saw another acronym that said worship and praise. <laughs> that's what I said earlier. The girl, that's what I was saying earlier. The the elder saints. Sunday. Yeah, the elder saints are upset. Let's go. Can I okay, so can I just get one more lyric in? Of course. Switch my wig. Make him feel like he cheating. Role playing is important. Right? And f- right. It sounds like a lot of fun if you like you really commit to it. Yeah. I'm I'm here for that lyric. Right. Like, so, me too. yeah, thank you so much. As always, it is definitely a pleasure and an honor to be featured on your show. You guys, I love you. Thank you. All right. Bye. 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 Thank you for tuning in to Ellen the Great Podcast. Please like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. And for more information and social media links, visit my website at ellenthegreat.com. Till next time.